Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there. This is episode 231 of the Material Podcast with a special Heidi Ho going out to people in the Traverse City, Michigan area, area code 231, uh, the, the pinky of the great uh, Michigan mitten, meaning if you're holding up your left hand as or your hand, as you often do when you're uh, trying to explain to people where you're from in Michigan and you point to where on the mitten you are. Oh, so exactly. So if you're holding up, uh, so if you're holding up your right hand to somebody, way, right? no, uh, yeah, exactly. Then uh, so the the Traverse City would be in the pinky area. Although you're far, see, if you're far better, remember, and you know, I think that would probably mean that you are like the the manners, the 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 elocution area, because as we know, if you when you're drinking your tea, you know, you have your pinky extended as the uh, as the Three Stooges learned in so many of their documentary shorts. By the way, I am Andy Anatko. <laughs> And I'm Florence Ion, and you know, all the things I know about Michigan I learned from Home Improvement. I was thinking about that when I saw your notes for today. I was like, you know, because my, I mean, I mean, look, geography obviously was a thing in elementary school, but whenever I think of Michigan immediately, and I, and I apologize to the state of Michigan for this, but Home Improvement was a show that my family rallied around for years uh, when it showed on TV because my father was a contractor and, you know, the whole gender roles thing was apparently hilarious. Um, so, so it made me think, it just made me think about Tim Allen, which I mm. apologize because he's well, for, uh, and, and and for those 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 of you who are unfamiliar with Home Improvement, uh, you'll, pro- you'll probably remember it as uh, it's known as that sitcom where uh, the father is an idiot and is incompetent at pretty much everything that he does. Yes, uh, and his wife is improbably uh, really really beautiful, given the, the 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 degree of the load that the husband is. That's the they 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 decided it's, it's sort of like how Seinfeld was became a breakout hit because it was the show about nothing and had never been done before. And this was again, wait a minute. So you're saying that if he were to say cook a Thanksgiving turkey, he would say, hey, yeah. rather than bake it in an oven the conventional oh, yeah. way, why don't I rent like a helicopter jet engine? And like put it in the thrust point of that engine and then burn down the entire house in doing so, despite the fact that my wife has told me, obviously, that I will burn. So that's – they went – see, they they, they verbed. They they did one of those left banks and that's where – you know, it was hilarious. It really was. Uh, yeah, I just remember that episode. Well, I recently watched a episode with – or a interview with Patricia Richardson who played the mom on that show about like – why she left and all this stuff. And so it's just like, it's, I think it's just swimming around in my brain because of that, which also just like as a side note, it's very interesting to recall, like when your brain recalls these things, because they've kind of like, you've had something recently kind of spark this idea. And so the memory (laughs) vault in your brain, I mean, really our brains are just these giant, like intricate computers, right? When you think about it. So the only reason that I jumped to thinking of home improvement after reading that you mentioned Michigan in today's show notes is because of the interview I watched with Patricia Richardson a couple days ago. So anyway, welcome. I can bring it back to technology because yes. uh, uh, I was at the opening of the very, very first Apple store in Soho in New York City. And I remember one of, the, one of my distinct memories, apart from like one of the PR people like in a headset with a clipboard at the door 
like holding on towards her microphone and trying to get uh, the latest intel on whether Rosie O'Donnell is coming. She is not oh. coming. Is she on her way? Or she, she is not on her way. Okay, she is not on her way, but is she coming? The other the other thing is seeing Tim Allen was there, and I was just like as an not as a a guest speaker, but just hey, you're in New York by all means, coming. And I just remember noting to myself the difference between like you can be you can be like a stand up comic who has uh, made who is no longer touring comic. And so you're, and but now you're you're on a hit TV show, and you're you're you got mega bucks, so you're still hanging around in like jeans and a t-shirt. But I remember distinctly that this is a brand new pair of jeans that like he he, he must have like just like a big like Scotch tape dispenser roll of jeans, and just rolls tears off a new pair. And the t-shirt was one of these black tailored fitted t-shirts that. I, I, I to to me sort of undercuts the whole idea of wearing a t-shirt. Like I'm I myself yeah. am wearing a t-shirt. And I'm I'm wearing the way I'm in fact I'm wearing a black t-shirt. And I'm wearing it the way that it's supposed to be worn. Right. Particularly if you're a self-employed journalist, which is uh <laughs> I've been wearing it and sleeping in it for the past 2 or 3 days. <laughs> Today I t- today I, this morning I took it off and like you know put it on top of like the hamper when I was showering and then realized I forgot to take like a fresh t-shirt in so I simply turned it inside out so that the food stains from yesterday is on the inside <sighs> now granted life. now in my defense I'm not leaving the house today uh, okay I did leave the house to pick up a pizza but Again, for for knowledge, I'm I'm I don't I'm not going to worry about ruining this T-shirt by 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 putting getting pizza sauce on it. But see, even when I'm going out in a, in a fancy occasion, like when I'm going out the opera, I will mm-hmm. take a brand new T-shirt. I will be wearing a brand new or fr- exactly. freshly laundered T-shirt. Yes. I will not say I had my tailor like measure this for me. I've had it. I, I every time I'm in Hong Kong, I go to this. I go to my, my special Hong Kong tailor for fitted T-shirts. It just seems weird. That's all. It's like it's like seeing like a, a superhero drawn with a T-shirt on. And the artist doesn't know how drapery works. And so they said, I'll just draw him shirtless and then paint in where the T-shirt is. So that's, so that's, that's my that's my that's how I'm tying this into technology and therefore into Google. Uh, well, I can bring it. I can bring us back to technology uh, again. We're using our card early on because we do have a very uh, packed we always have a packed episode. That's why people tune in every week. Right. Because yes. we're just. Fully packed. So we're, we're declaring uh, all- our irrelevancy card here and now. <laughs> um, so this is relevant, and I it's actually something that I need help with. So maybe people out there can chime in if they have any ideas. I am – so because I am the person that I am, I have upgraded Wonderful. my <laughs> – I have upgraded my home minis to Nest minis. <laughs> Because they're two different things. And um, even though they're still both sold in the Google store for whatever reason. And I'm trying to figure out how to offload them to family members who might be interested in trying out an assistant in the home. Uh, okay, so really I'm just thinking about my mom. I have like the cute, one of the cute coral orange ones that I want to give her when I see her on Thanksgiving. And I'm trying to figure out if I should set it up beforehand, even though obviously she would be taking it to her home and 
putting it on a different Wi-Fi network mm-hmm. and all that. Um, so I don't know. And, and this is where I'm stuck. Like, I know I need to erase it. The last time I handed down a Google Home Mini, my my friend didn't factory reset it and I didn't either. So <laughs> she was getting all of the alerts for my doorbell and she lives like 40 miles away. <laughs> So that was just like, this is technology, folks. Like, if you don't, yeah, I would get text messages from her and she'd be like, is somebody at your door? And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I I didn't realize that I hadn't factory reset it before I put it in the mail to send you. (laughs) Because I I like to send snail mail to my friends and usually, honestly, it's like hand-me-down tech or like um, I I love makeup samples. I, you know, it's kind of how I game the system to try and like not have to buy products all the time. And so – Kind of like when I go through an airport and I go to like the really expensive men's magazine section and rub my face and armpits with with perfume samples. Exactly. Um, and so sometimes I have excess. So I like to like send them out, whatever. It's I like to send snail mail. I find that it's still it's my language of love, as I was telling my friend the other day. And anyway, so I'm just trying to figure if anybody out there has any tips like of how I could set this up beforehand. Obviously, I have not started my research hmm. on this particular thing. I just recall having given advice to people about how to set up like a smart display beforehand. But you know, hmm. I don't. You know. I really don't know because I, I would have. I would assume that you have to attach it to their Google account. It's true. So you couldn't do it beforehand. True. Maybe I should just factory reset it and just send it off and yeah. like tell her what she could do with it. I yes. feel like that might be the best thing to do, even though it's not the most. Uh, it's not the nicest package, you know what I mean? Like, I wanted to put together, like, open it and you get to do all these things with it because, you know, it's the holiday season and maybe there's other folks out there who want to repurpose some hardware to, like, send off with family. Uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out. What I, what I, uh, why don't you just, like, schedule, like, <clears throat> like a, a video chat in which, like, they can open it, like, live and get the ooh, uh... ah. And then, like, if they want to, you could walk them through it then and there or make an appointment for a time. You could do it then and there. <laughs> Google Calendar. Let me yes. send you a Google Calendar. My mom. God, you're, we're about to make, like, a really terrible, like, uh, tech uh, tech uh, behemoth company Christmas uh, Christmas uh, commercial where it's like – but because Google and Apple, all these other companies, they're not yet in the sort of space yet where – they can do like those commercials where, wow, this is just like a really beautiful, like minute long movie about Elton John making his way through his career and uh, starting off as like a little kid who got like, a piano for his for, for Christmas mm-hmm. from his parents. And wow, I don't even know like who this is being advertised for. Apple, uh, these, these companies, they will sort of do that, but it has to be, oh, well, you know – it's uh, B- Belinda. It's just so nice that we could have the whole family together, and everyone's in like in a group chat, and someone's like on deployment somewhere, and you know someone's in in prison or whatever, you know, and like oh, uh, we're what I'm, you know, I did, I, I, my grandparents never got to see my children grow up because we were so distributed across this wonderful country of ours, and uh, thank goodness for Apple FaceTime, and thank goodness that we share 
claimed the last of our relatives into selling their Android phones so that we could all do it on the same FaceTime. Because, Lord knows, Apple has better things to do than to make their video chat software multi-platform. It is absurd to think about all the different ad campaigns that we're going to see come out this holiday season about the different, like, video chats and ways to like connect with your family but at the same time i'm like thinking about it actively i'm thinking about how to engage my husband's family in the midwest a little bit more because they're all iphone users and part of the reason i was thinking about setting this thing up for my mom is so my mom is way more like tech savvy than i give her credit for um my mom is not she's not on the outskirts here. Like she knows what she's doing. She knows how to set stuff up. She's been an Android user for a long time, which I really appreciate because the other half of my immediate family has gone Apple. And so it's created like a weird, like faux humorous slash not really rift between the family. (laughs) It's just like, okay. Um, But in all honesty, I had sent her off with a couple of like different smart home things and she just like sets it up and, and then I hear from her immediately after she sets it up and she's like, I love these smart lights you gave me. They have all these colors. Like, Oh, I just, I love the purple light when I'm in this mood and I love the blue light when I'm in this mood. And I really appreciate that because the thing is, um, a genetically, I can see how I take after my mother because I definitely feel the same way when I am embarking on like some new piece of tech, I definitely, like I still get really excited when I get like a new strip of smart lights and I'm just like, (laughs) Oh, that's right. I can like set them any color that I want. And Oh, I can do all of these things. Uh, it's exciting. Or like when I gave her a camera and she was using it to spy on my brother, that was hilarious. (laughs) Um, that's exactly why I seed her with these things because it just like creates these soap opera moments that I get to like laugh at. So I was thinking I would use her as kind of the guinea pig to figure out how to set up a smart speaker. Um, I'm holding off on any smart displays, and that's partly because I selfishly don't want to give her any of the ones that I have. Because <laughs> I like them. I like having little TVs around the house. It's just basically what I use them for. Um, so I don't know. I have to talk to her about it on Thursday. Uh, if, if y'all are interested, I will update you. I am, I'm just kind of curious. Really what I, what I like about these things is may, and maybe this really depends on the family, but just the idea of like dropping in. Um, I also like the idea of, well, when I'm home alone, for instance, or like, you know, you're in a big house and you just like, you just need to hear the weather or something. You could just kind of shout out and have like the house talk to you. <laughs> yep. It's like that Disney Channel movie, Smart House, um, which, by the way, is streaming on Disney Plus, <laughs> which is, again, why it was in the back of my mind. But I had watched it a long time, a long, long, long time ago. Um, anyway, so that's my rambling about I'm. I'm planning conversations beforehand because I'm trying to have a relatively drama-free Thanksgiving. Um, and so I'm – yeah, I'm I'm trying to, like, think about, okay, what are some, like, tech-centric conversations I can engage folk – like, I'm trying to steer away from anything that might be – like, I'm, I'm tired. It's been a really tiring year. Yep. And so <laughs> – 
And so I'm just trying to think about like all the toys that I have in my vicinity that I could like bring up at the dinner table and um, and kind of get feedback from people. Because also as a freelancer and as you know, Andy, this is a great way to get content out of people is yes. to just <laughs> use your family members as fodder. Yep. No, I, I get, <laughs> see, story we're, ideas. we're we're in uh, there. That, uh, I. I I don't want to encourage anybody to pursue a life of freelance journalism unless they feel that's <laughs> unless they feel that spiritual calling that you and I have felt because the as with any lifelong pursuit its benefits are mostly spiritual and intangible. Yep. However, amongst the nice things about it is that like <laughs> like uh, like uh, one I don't know whether it was Thanksgiving or Christmas but I was uh, – it's the time of year when you have to anticipate people dropping over or people saying, hey, I'm in the neighborhood. You want to like get together for, for coffee or something? And the, I, the last thing I want to do is say no to somebody that I would love to hang out with because my, my house is a mess. So this, this is the time of year where I'm definitely totally ahead yep. of schedule on my house cleaning, which means that a lot of stuff that I've been sent unsolicited for review – like are sort of the, the things that have been like in boxes piling up are now like this is there. It's now in this big bag and I'm going to do something with them because I do not need a seventh, eighth, ninth, 10th, 11th copy of the same, like same Chinese exactly. manufacturer made Bluetooth. And so I will have the presents for, uh, so when I go to like the family Thanksgiving or the family Christmas, I'll have like the presents for their actual presents. But then I'll have like when, when you're, I just, for some reason I had like 19 iPhone cases. Oh my God. And yes. so, and it was it like, and, and it was like for, for some of my nieces and nephews, it was the best it was the best christmas ever like whatever i got for them that was nice but my god uncle Andy brought like just like a hundred iphone cases we could take whatever we wanted and he had iphone stands and was it was like so it's it's what i'm saying is that there's always a different sort of vibe everybody's going to have a different sort of vibe depending on what their family thanksgiving and christmas is for for us there is that sort of tech element uh i still i still uh, you know, my, I lost my parents like uh, nine or ten years ago, and so and I had a good relationship with them. Not everybody does with their with their parents. I, I was I was fortunate enough to have a good relationship with them, and I still remember my my favorite holiday story. If I had kids, there would be like the my kids would be like, oh, God, now's the time. Every time on 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 Christmas Eve or Christmas when we after we open presents, Dad has to tell the story about the about Grandma's Grandma's uh, holiday Christmas lights where. Uh, this was, of course, before home home automation, but I had like all these like X10 controllers. There's those those little like beige boxes you mm. plug into power outlets and use your home mm-hmm. wiring to talk to each other. And so uh, I was I, I happily uh, uh, inherited the task of decorating my parents' house for Christmas, where they were still again they were still fine they were still on the ball. It was a combination of like it started off with. Like dad needed some help, like getting the buying the tree and getting it to to. Well, actually, I kind of enjoy like going out to the same tree lot with my dad and I pick up like a, 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 a half, half a yeah. gallon of, 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 of fresh cider that was pressed like right mm-hmm. there that day. And then oh. we'll spend the day ah, and, the East Coast. And, and I'll I'll <laughs> climb the ladder so that mom and dad don't are on the ladders and like I'm taking yeah. orders from them and everything, getting everything just right for them. And I, I, I do really miss I actually getting a little bit of that happy Sorry. tingle in the back. No, 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 I'm <laughs> saying it's a, I was about to say a happy tingle in the back of my okay, neck thinking good, about it because it's a very, good. very, very, very pleasant memory. So I'm and uh, 
my my parents. It was one of those houses where they would have one like plastic candle <laughs> in the in each window of the of the house. Uh, and of course, you'd have to plug in like every single night and unplug them every at the end of every single night. It was like a big like box of extension cords that were pre kind of pre wired for like which ones would reach which place. Mm-hmm. And by over the years, I knew which ones would. No, 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 that's not upstairs master bedroom. That's downstairs kitchen and pantry. I, I remember I remember that because I cut in that whatever. And but so I completely one year, relate to that though. Exactly. Yes. Keep so, going. <laughs> so so one year I, I had so many like X10 controllers that I just and I know that mom was not t- uh, technophobic, but she wasn't. She's not. She wasn't. She was the opposite of my dad. My dad was absolutely for anything. He was an engineer, uh, and he he bought our he bought our Apple uh, 2e quote for the kids. But it was really because right. He's a it was always guy. for the kids. Exactly. Yes. It was yes. Basically, only he and I, whoever used it. Uh, but so so anyway, so one year, it was like I I knew I knew I was, this is going to be an experiment that it might fail, it might succeed. So without asking, I just quietly plugged all of these things into these X10 controllers and mm-hmm. made a special. I I pre prepared like label on the on the remote and put it on the uh, put it on the uh, the end table in the living room. And after everything had been so, oh, mom like the last part of the decoration would be oh walk through oh well, this is oh that looks so nice I'm so glad this, you have the sleigh all set up with oh that's nice and. And so again, I know I'm. I know I'm. I'm. I'm taking a risk here. And I say, well, mom, you know, uh, I set something up so that if you press this button, all of the window lights will go on at the same time, and you don't have to go throughout the house or you and dad. And oh wow, oh goodness! And I said, and at the end of the night, if you press this the off button, they'll all go off at the same time. So oh oh my good, that's so wonderful. Oh that's nice. And I and I had this other box waiting like 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 an intervention like when you, the psychiatrist is like you you make sure that the, everyone's at the party <laughs> and then you don't bring out the psychiatrist until you know that everybody's kind of cool and mellow. <laughs> and I I said actually you know if if you really like it, mom, I took out this little box. I could set up this box so that it automatically turns on like it's sundown every day. And automatically shuts off at eleven o'clock every night, and that she didn't freak out. But I could tell that that was the that was the edge of her comfort level of having robots take over her house. Where if mm. she could push a button and order robots to at her command turn the lights mm. on and off, that was wonderful. To trust a robot to not burn down the house, <laughs> that was the that was That's the fair. line that exactly. Which is which I, is fun. I still have I still have that fear. By the way, with all the automation I have, where I'm just like i don't know if i really like like i have a lava lamp behind me and it's like i don't really know if i want that let's see it's, on... it's hot enough to it's hot enough to melt wax and send it into a <laughs> fluid turbulent state exactly maybe i shouldn't keep it on yeah it's, it's a drugstore lava lamp too it's not like uh you know high quality <laughs> high quality one here uh i i yeah that's but that's a beautiful story andy i love i love those stories yeah. because it's it's so um this is why this is why we take this time at the beginning of the podcast to like just talk about things because I feel like you and I really relate on that stuff in yes. terms of like with our families and just uh having those memories and like just kind of studying our parents who are generations before us and just like the yeah right. it's just it's and and also it's that time of year where you just kind of like think about you know, traditions going forward and yep. how home automation is going to just 
<laughs> no, I, play uh, a role in all I of will, those traditions. <laughs> I, I, I will end this to with a with an even warmer, fuzzier uh, story. Mm-hmm. Please where, do. Uh, so again, I'm I'm proud to say that I I'm responsible for bringing several holiday in, uh, innovations in to the family. Okay. Thanksgiving. One of them was I have the uh, and I will I I can't post this because it's, it's a personal photo, but I have okay. pictured my all of my nieces and nephews. My my youngest niece is graduating high school this year. Most of them are now in their like mid twenties. Some of them in the late twenties. Now I'm sort of. Dealing with the fact that, oh, God, at some point I'm going to get an invitation to my goddaughter's wedding and I'm going to yep. have to st- yep. spend a long time crying. Uh, yep. <laughs> so, But I have the, my, my favorite, favorite photo and a family photo that is always on my wall is I, uh, at that time only three or four of my nieces and nephews, my, my entire inventory in their little like three-year-old and four-year-old kid like holiday special. Hey, we're going to grandma's house for the big family of Christmas. So we're going to get all dressed up and we're going to have our hair all cut and, and huddled around my power book. I think it's power book 100 because I had set up, set it, uh, set it up with an, uh, the IP address of the NORAD Santa tracker. Oh, which at that point was just I think it was just text. It was like an Archie server or something. This mm-hmm. this was pre web, I think. And so it was just like update with like status, like text status reports. So there was no graphics, no music, no anything. And it would be and I thought, oh, that'd be cute. It's a way for them to like sort of, you know, pass. Can I, I remember what it was like to be at grandma's house and just desperate for uh, enjoying being like with my cousins and being with a family, but so ready for it to be tomorrow morning so I can open my presents. And what? And no, it wasn't killing time. It was, oh, yeah, I'm glad. Can you update? Where's Santa? Where's Hannah? And so, and it was like, oh goodness, isn't that wonderful? So it's we we all we each figure out how we want to do a holiday, including the option of not doing it at all. It's exactly. totally up. To, it can be totally up to you. And so it, it pleases me to know that uh, I think a lot of people really get themselves in a lot of stress that they don't need to get into because. Charles Dickens wrote a whole bunch of really cool stories and everybody's been trying to do a Victorian Christmas ever since, as opposed to, no, you know, it's okay to order Chinese takeout for like 14 people and have the kids huddle around a laptop. And because it really is about uh, if you have that kind of relationship in that family. And again, I'm not saying anything is better than uh, better or worse than anything else. But if you have a relationship that is of that nature it's great when you are in a situation where the family knows that it's really about the relationships and about having uh, coming together to have a great time as opposed to getting really, really upset because you don't think that the shrimp is going to be ready. And that, that it got, got we, we were running out of someone used the uh, someone bought a bag of ice to ice down like the, the shrimp for the shrimp cocktails. But they thought it was for like the ice chest. And now they don't have any ice for the and it's it's so wonderful. It was, it's a wonderful memory. Unfortunately. Uh, again, I happen to have had this sort of childhood where the positive memories are uh, far outweigh the negative ones. And the, ne- and the negative ones inform me about how to have a much more pleasant holidays moving forward. I hope our listeners have a good holiday on that note. Yes. Um, but we, have, we still have more podcasts to go. So. Exactly. <laughs> shall, we, shall we go to an ad? Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's go to an ad. Exactly. The holiday shopping season, Boxing Day, and Black Friday. Ah, they're right here. 
I want to be looking for some good deals. Uh, you know, I'm I'm still looking for oven mitts that are kind of cool to give as presents to folks. So if anybody knows of any oven mitts. Anyway, when I'm shopping online, there's a little worse than a shopping cart fail. Oh my gosh, I hate it when this happens. Or for the website to suddenly be unavailable. Pingdom will let you know the moment your website goes down in whatever way is best for you. Use transaction monitoring to get alerted when cart checkout, forms, login pages fail before they affect your customers and your business. You can customize how you're alerted and who is alerted depending on the severity of the outage. So go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. And then when you sign up, use the code material at checkout to get an awesome 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom for their support of this show and RelayFM. You know, and even and even ads like I the first the first time you get the first time I hear that uh, the 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 uh, the Hershey's the Hershey kisses like bells sit ringing. We wish you a Merry oh. Christmas. That is a thing that. that they do now. That, that is a thing that they do now. Is all the commercials have been recycled from the nineties, and so well, like the M and M's commercials, the same one that was from the nineties. I, I read that. Um, that's I read that the Santa Claus like the he does exist. They do exist. Yeah, that's oh, the, I just I watched heard, that this morning. I heard that, I heard I that he makes he still makes two to three thousand dollars a year just based on the residuals for that. Wow, man, I wish I... Merry Christmas. I should have done some voice acting. I gave some residual <laughs> checks coming in. Uh, uh, all no, right, sh- speaking no, of think, checks... Yeah, let's, let's, <laughs> let's ruin the good mood. <laughs> yeah, so Google uh, clearly is still having problems with uh, both their relationships with labor and the public public uh, opinion of them and their relationships with neighbor. Uh, the, I have an entire Act 1 labeled Google the Union Buster. So we had uh, beautiful, beautiful title. By exactly. the way, exactly. They're yeah. they're not. They have not hired Pinkerton men. Let's let's get that straight. They have not hired Pinkerton men to like swing cudgels uh, among striking workers. So let's let's make sure we're not saying that. Ooh. Those are lovely. Oh, by God. the way, you, you have lovely orange uh, fingernails. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry. I just have to say. No, it's okay. Well, they, I'm, I'm developing Andy, a word picture and also delaying the nasty news. Well, he, listen, Andy sees me every week. He sees my nails on the webcam and they've been broken and like patchy black for the last five weeks because of moving. So I finally got my nails done. Anyway, anyway union so, busting. Okay, so union busting. <laughs> so uh, they had sort of a, a number two, one and two bad whammy last week. Uh, New York Times broke a story that uh, Google had hired a firm that is known for helping huge companies, not unlike Google, to uh, interfere with and or defuse attempts on its employees to form unions. Uh, This firm uh, by the name of IRI Consultants, uh, according to the New York Times article here, appears to work frequently for hospitals and other healthcare organizations. Its website advertises, quote, union vulnerability assessments, unquote, which sounds like one hell of a euphemism. That's a lot of syllables. Uh, and, and sorry, returning to the quote here and boasts about IRI's success in helping a large national healthcare company persuade employees to avoid a union election, despite the unions quote, dedicating millions of dollars to their organizing campaigns, unquote. And that could, that could be a little bit darker if they put the word persuade in, uh, in italics, that would have been maybe, maybe when the, when, maybe when this was dictated to the PR company, the person on the, was making air quotes, but didn't realize that the air quotes weren't coming through. But yeah, when you, it's, 
I, I did look a little bit. This was a this news came out last week, and I tried to look a little bit. I had never heard of, of course, IRI consultants. They don't necessarily have necessarily a good or a bad reputation. They are they are ex, there are experts that will help you in any problem that you have, particularly if you operate at scale. And so, of course, there are experts at our our employees are talking about unionizing. This would be very inconvenient for us. We would like to dissuade them from making that happen. Uh, it appears as though their tactics go really do range uh, across the gamut from just here is why your employees are angry with you and how to address their concerns all the way to, well, here are some policies that you're having, such as holding open meetings every other week with the CEOs in which employees are allowed to air grievances in front of all the other employees. Uh, and shortly after they hired this consultancy firm, coincidentally, uh, Google decided to change their whole town hall format. And uh, maybe bad timing, maybe, again, a correlation is not necessarily causation, but this leads into uh, the firing of four Google employees. Uh, this is according to The Verge right. Uh, reporting, uh, incorporating uh, reporting from Bloomberg, um, according to The Verge, employees Rebecca Rivers and Lawrence Berland were fired on Monday. Uh, the the uh, they were after being suspended. Uh, they charged with accessing sensitive documents and data that they should not have, as well as employee calendars. Um, according to Vox, uh, Rivers helped put together a petition against Google's work for U.S. Immigration Informancy, Informance Agency, the Customs and, Bo- and Border Patrol. Berlan was involved – I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name, uh, Lawrence. Uh, Berlan was involved with employee protests about hate speech policies on YouTube. Uh, Rivers gave a comment to Vox. I'm quoting uh, her here. I'm proud of what I did, and I believe everyone has a right to know what their work is being used for. Um Instead of listening to me or thousands of my coworkers, Google has punished me by putting me on administrative leave. Berlan said, uh, quote, this is not really about me, uh, who uh, said Berlan, who recounted being questioned for two and a half hours by Google's investigations team, during which he said he wasn't allowed to bring a colleague for support, take notes or use the restroom. Berlan said he was asked to name colleagues who had supported him and were involved in organizing efforts. Quote, it's not about Rebecca. It's about us, all of us, and the open culture we built and treasure together. If they can do this to me, they can do this to anyone, unquote, said Berlan. Quote, what is, what is Google without our culture? Uh, in response, uh, Google uh, res- uh, released a memo to employees entitled, quote, Securing Our Data, uh, saying that uh, there was uh, addressing what they call as misinformation about the, the purported wrongdoing, saying it involved, quote, systematic searches for other employees' materials and work, unquote. And that's what they said. Uh, their defenders say that what they did, the uh, Google calendars and the Google Docs they were looking at, uh, wasn't against company policy at all that the company culture was that please by all means look at other people's work look at projects that have nothing to do with you because uh, we are an open campus in that way shortly after apparently google hired iri consultants uh, they changed that policy to sort of tighten up what materials that employees have access to however 
again, people defending uh, the people who were fired uh, claim that this new rule is just so completely vague that you could apply, you could uh, apply it arbitrarily against anybody mm-hmm. that you just want to get rid of. Sort of the uh, the uh, what the the police equivalent of pulling someone over because they thought they have tinted mm-hmm. windows that were too dark. You're basically giving them a license to here is the reason why we're firing you. We've decided that the reason is this. Uh, the Google Walkout account on Medium, which is has been promoted from my bookmarks uh, menu into the bookmarks bar because it is mm. almost always worth checking out, uh, uh, underscores all this. Uh, and also was talking about a protest that uh, they that was organized uh, last Friday. About 200 people, including Google employees, uh, protested in front of the uh, Google uh, offices in San Francisco. Two of the two of the people who organized that protest were also uh, let go, and their uh, social media, according to one report, is calling them the Thanksgiving Four. Uh, but these are four people who no longer work for Google. They have been fired for reasons that seem to be mm-hmm. really, really, really quite thready at best. Woof. Yeah. Woof. Uh, I've been watching this unfold mostly on Twitter through folks that I follow who um, are covering the news at large. And of course, uh, I do follow the Tech Workers Coalition on Twitter to just kind of like stay informed about uh, what's what's going down in Silicon Valley. Um, Not not good optics, Bob. (laughs) Uh, And really... I have to say kind of messy to do it right before the holidays. Yeah. Because it's, it's messy, but it's also, I guess, I wonder if it was done because the holidays are coming up. And so the idea is that it'll kind of get lost in the ether of like what people are worrying about kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like the, the, uh, what's it called the momentum maybe won't be as intense because people are just really into their personal lives right now versus what's going on but this is just i mean we talk a lot about google on this podcast and i have i told andy before we started recording the show that i don't have anything particularly uh poignant to say about this just that this is part of, again, and I, but I have said this before, which is that this is just part of a larger movement that's happening in Silicon Valley. Um, this is part of a uh, US-wide, maybe, maybe, maybe US-wide move to just kind of uh, bring more awareness to the fact that union jobs can exist outside of the normal uh, factory or uh, as we mentioned, the hospital, because the hospital thing is a big one. Um, Hospitals around here, the Bay area are always striking for better working conditions. Um, That's I'm constantly meeting people who work at the hospitals who are like super tired because of, um, you know, they're understaffed and things like that. So it's uh, it'll be an interesting, it'll be an interesting journey into 2020 to see how this continues to unfold. Now, this fervor started in late 2018, and we're now entering the end of 2019. So this is what happened in just a year. Google employees had a big protest last week on Friday in San Francisco. Uh, It made headlines around here. 
So we're kind of just watching it at this point and we're letting you know about it so that you're informed because, you know, it's not the sexiest news to share on like, you know, gadget blogs. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, it's intricate. It's an intricate kind of situation versus like, hey, check out this new shiny thing. Uh, But it's important to remember that beyond the shiny things, there are like a lot of employees behind um, behind their desks who are thinking and talking about this internally. Uh, and I, again, and I have said this before, as a fan of Google, I would love to just see some, some precedent setting <laughs> from them, yeah. you know? I'm, like it, the like how like the way I am sorry Andy I just wanted to add it like the way that I'm proud to shop at Costco <laughs> because you know yes. they they treat their employees really well they pay them really well uh half of their departments are unionized um it's worker are owned like these are all things that I take pride in as a consumer and so I would love to see that kind of trickle over to Silicon Valley and I I don't see why it shouldn't but again yeah, it's I think that I almost think that it's everyone's responsibility to be more concerned about and educated about uh, about labor in America that um there really has been a lot of movement particularly in the past 10 years as more jobs get automated out of existence uh that it's not just when it's not just the idea of when you have when a company has available to itself a a way to do a job more efficiently, more safely, and less expensively when they can do this with automation and f- lose part of their workforce. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because what are you going to do? Are you going to legislate that? No, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to uh, uh, have your warehouse workers use pallet jacks. You have to. If there are 400 boxes, you have to have 400 people lifting one box each. And I'm, I'm being ridiculous, but that's the sort of thing I'm talking about. How do you legislate mm-hmm. um, uh, human power? On the other hand, hmm. uh, in uh, in addition to the very, very rational argument that unfortunately there is technology here that can do things better than humans. And if uh, and if that means that uh, someone who can't uh, – someone who desperately needs to cut a budget for uh, their kids' clothing or food by 5 or 10 percent, if it allows a product to be sold for that important 5 or 10 percent less, that does help humanity. The One of the – I think one of the side effects though is to – cause a corporation particularly the larger ones where you don't have to cross you don't have to cross through the warehouse to get to the offices you don't have to you, people don't eat in a common dining area to basically think of labor as like electricity like sewage like uh, like it's just a number on a spreadsheet that you can minimize and uh, this is something that I'm very concerned with with Amazon that they treat their warehouse workers really as though they are just simply beta testing procedures that robots are going to be taking over in five or 10 years. And that's just horrible. It makes me feel, it makes me feel very, very guilty for being such a prominent uh, Amazon user. And unfortunately I'm, uh, I have to accept my hypocrisy here because I hate the way that these employees are being treated. However, 
there are times where I just need to get a steam iron and I don't have time to go out and shop for a steam iron and get the steam iron that's only available at my local Walmart, which is not treating its its workers any better than uh, warehouse workers. However, we need to be aware of how workers get treated. And I've, uh, I'm, I'm totally with you. There's a, uh, there's a uh, I'm in New England, so obviously uh, stop and shop. Has been mm-hmm. part of my lifestyle since I was a kid, uh, but there's also a local chain of like four or five grocery stores uh, in my state that I noticed that they uh, they they, they cost a little bit more, but mm-hmm. I can afford to pay a little bit more. I'm, again, I'm a I'm, I'm a freelance journalist. So I'm not exactly rolling in it, but I can I'm willing to pay more to shop at this place partly because mm-hmm. there are no automated checkouts. There are people they hire people to work at every single checkout stand, and I see people. Now, I've been living here for 10 years. There are people that I know that have been working there for 10 years, not because they can't get work anywhere else, but because this is the residue of they feel as though they're being treated well. They feel as though they're being paid fairly and the benefits are good enough to keep them there. And this makes me – this is the sort of thing that I vote with my pocketbook on. And I feel as though with that and the example of Costco, that treating workers well – with respect and dignity is not incompatible not incompatible with operating a huge business at scale and operating it profitably. Mm-hmm. So this is why uh, this is why stories like this make it into the show notes <laughs> whenever they whenever they uh, they raise their periscope over the into 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 prominence because it is something we need to we don't we don't have to hate Google we don't need to ban Google or abort Google we just simply have to be aware that this is part of the calculus that results in us getting a really cool phone or a really good operating system or even waste baskets being emptied at Google headquarters. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a really good uh, ending so to too. that one, Andy. I feel our like next, you. Our yeah. next our, our next act will be hopeful. Okay! Yay! Oh, but first an ad. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Linode. With Linode, you can instantly deploy and manage an SSD server in the Linode cloud, and you can get a server running in just seconds with your choice of Linux distro, resources, and node location. Linode has hundreds of thousands of customers, and they're all looked after by their incredible 24-7 support team. If you ever run into any problems, just drop them an email, give them a call, or just chat over IRC in the Linode community, if that's easier for you. Whatever suits you best. Oh, and they have some super useful guides and support documentation. So if you just need to quickly look something up, you can. Their new management panel is now in beta at cloud.linode.com. This new management console is a single-page application build using the cutting-edge React.js stack, and it's backed entirely by Linode's public API. Oh, and it's open source. Plus, they feature two-factor authentication to keep you and all your data safe and secure. Linode has pricing options to suit just everyone. Their plans start at one gig of RAM for just $5 a month, and they offer high memory plans starting at 16 gigs of RAM. And Linode has a special offer for you. As a listener of the show, you can go to linode.com slash material and use the promo code material2019 to get $20 towards any Linode plan. On the one gig of RAM plan, that's actually four free months. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. So give Linode a try today. That's Linode.com slash material, promo code material2019 to learn more, sign up, and make the most of that $20 credit. Our thanks to Linode for their support of this show and all of Relay FM.
Well, it, what, what I what I do get disappointed that they don't. When I was a kid growing up, the the little like uh, Rankin Bass animated Santa Claus like sledding in the Norelco three headed shaver across the. Yes. They, now that yes. I don't think they, they make that product anymore, but someone should be able to license that to just simply say, you know, Swiffer mops and brushes. We have nothing to do with shavers, but we love this commercial when we were kids, and we want you to enjoy it too. Swiffer, we don't make razors. Work. We make we're the, we make those mops with those disposable heads. It'll work. Guess what I'm going to be doing tomorrow, folks? We're doing this on a Tuesday. Tomorrow's Wednesday. I'm going to be Swiffering my floors. <laughs> oh so God! It's... And you're see, and you're in that horrible you're in that horrible position where you're in a new house, so that you know how you know how floor how clean the floors were to begin with. And like, fortunately, I'm in like the the end of year two or three here, which means that not the whole, not that the, the so the, the the floors, you know, when I moved in, of course, bare walls, bare, bare floors, mm-hmm. bare everything, and the cleaning crew had like polished the floors. But now I've it's it's as dull as it would be if someone simply sweeped and vacuumed and like dry mopped every couple of weeks. So I, I don't have that kind of pressure. So. It, mm, the house is not as clean as you think. The, uh. We did not hire a cleaning crew before moving in. Let's just say me and my husband have been doing, listen, we're middle-class folk. Okay. I don't have, (laughs) and this is a big house. It's cost a lot of money to send in a quick cleaning crew. Uh, We, we had the, uh, the mopping adventure two weeks ago. That was fun. (laughs) That was a fun chemically smell. And uh, it's amazing how disgusting grout gets. But anyway, uh. Yeah, see, I, I know that a lot of you, some of your, <laughs> some of your listeners might have this fantasy that we're living these lifestyles where every morning we got one of those like electric shoe polishers where like one side no. is black and the other one is red. No. We're not. No, no, we don't have. We don't. We don't. We didn't grow up with electric shoe polishers. We were. We were. You know. We anyway, our own but let's. Cleaning. But we're, but we're gonna be. We're gonna be. <laughs> From uh, let, let's let's be let's uh, tell talk about a story that is optimistic and hopeful for this for the future. That rather yes. than simply giving up and and slipping into the abyss, let's try to introduce more light uh, into uh-huh. into the, a dark, a, a increasingly darkening world. Um, uh, Werner Berners Lee, the inventor, the inventor of uh, the uh, of the web, uh, along with another co- uh, consortium, created a nine point quote contract for the web. Which is sort of like a uh, a Ten Commandments, only there are yeah. nine of them. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed that it's not a by, it's not a, a power of two, so you couldn't just simply say two to the power of four or whatever. Uh, but that's okay. <laughs> nope, that's okay. Uh, it's actually pretty cool, and uh, there are nine points to it. Uh, three points each for addressed to governments, to companies, and to individual citizens. Uh, they're worth going through, or at least mentioning. Governments are mm-hmm. uh, encouraged to uh, and ensure everyone can connect to the internet. Two, keep all of the internet available all the time. Mm-hmm. Third, respect and protect people's fundamental online privacy and data rights. Uh, companies are, are urged to make the internet affordable and accessible to everyone. Respect and protect people's privacy and personal data to build online trust. And third, develop technologies that support the best in humanity and challenge the worst. Finally, citizens, we are each individually uh, encouraged to be creators and collaborators on the web, build strong communities that respect civil discourse and human dignity, and third, fight for the web. And this has been signed by the the co-signers of this, and you can, of course, if you go to 
the official website, which is contractfortheweb.org. Uh, you can sign up and be a co-signer to this as well, but uh, the logos on this page, dozens and dozens and dozens of them, including Google and Facebook and Microsoft and Twitter and the Electronic Frontier Foundation – uh, and uh, uh, and DuckDuckGo, no Apple. I wonder mm. why, but I'm sure mm. that they'll look at it. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, they'll just look at it. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. Uh, how will this help us sell phones at 40 percent markup? No, no, no. That's 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 mean spirited, and that's incorrect. Uh, but yeah, and uh, and if if you want to be balanced about this, you can say, well, there's they're not putting up a billion dollars against their uh, against their uh, support of this. There's not there, there's no skin in the game. There's a little bit of skin in the game in that the foundation says that they don't you don't just get to put slap your logo on this if we decide if you do something mm-hmm. that is absolutely against developing t- against making the internet affordable and accessible to everyone we will not only strip take your logo off we will also tell everybody that we've decided to take your logo off and why so it is uh there is a little bit of skin in the game uh, but if any if nothing else and i don't think this is nothing uh, it will here is a common nucleus of ideas for us all to gather around and discuss. And all of them are things that over the past couple of years have gotten me um, at certain points incensed and wanting to be more active and more concerned about this internet, uh, particularly starting off with governments that keeping ever keeping all the internet available all the time and respect and protect people's fundamental online privacy and data rights we are seeing so many different countries that have decided that well we're going to create our own private internet so that we can turn the whole damn thing off mm-hmm. if we have to uh, either like as in uh, Iran I think uh, the last I week was gonna say. they decided, simply said, we, the only way we can contain this is by making sure no one can talk to anybody, no one can organize with each other. And so, therefore, we're not even firewalling services. We're just shutting the whole damn thing down to Russia, which wants to create. Yeah, I was just thinking yeah, about exactly, Russia. <laughs> that uh, it wants to create uh, essentially their own private Russian Internet with connections to the main Internet, which uh, it's it's incredibly scary. And uh, it feels a little bit like. Um, what it was like when you've read that, oh, by the way, uh, they're building a wall in, in Berlin so that people in East Berlin can't freely go to the West. And so that uh, – granted, this is not, an, uh, not a situation which people are being shot for trying to get outside to the internet. Nonetheless, it is a manage, it is a way for an oppressive regime to uh, – tighten their grip on a society that uh, is having their rights taken away uh, wholesale in small and in large chunks. Uh, And frankly, if the internet had been a thing during the 1960s, we would have, we would have been talking about a a digital Berlin wall uh, Mm -hmm. because that's really what they would have been more concerned about. Uh, And all the way down to citizens where it's, we, it's our response. We companies have responsibility to make sure that the technologies that they're developing aren't being used to promote hate speech but they're being allowed to uh, to uh, at least permit discussion, rational and and insane discussion about even super controversial topics. All the same, it's not just enough for us to make our uh, make our little placard signs and take a Friday afternoon off in March. We're also responsible for if someone's things as little as I'm on Twitter and someone has said something incredibly stupid, and I really want to even call out how stupid this thing is. And then real then, but taking a step back and saying, how many followers does this Twitter account have? Three. 
How many times has this account posted? 17. Why was I even able to read this? Well, because they were obnoxious and they at they, they at included me, so I would see it. If I were to reply to this, A, we're talking about releasing negativity into the world, but also we're not we're not uh, we are basically amplifying this person's signal as opposed to speaking truth to power. And so we have to be careful about how we individually use this thing. So I I again as a platform of talking about really important things that are going to affect us and our children, our grandchildren, and our great-grandchildren. I, I'm glad that this thing is taken off, and I hope that it becomes, just as we keep talking about the Bill of Rights, even as we modify and amend them and discuss what each what free yep. speech means and when we can tamp it down, at least we know that here is the First Amendment to the Constitution. This is what we're talking about. Here is the, here is the center that we're orbiting around when we discuss this. And we agree, that, we agree this principle is important. We're not saying we should, not, we should be doing without this principle. We're just saying mm-hmm. – we're just disagreeing on how we should implement it. Yeah, I have to think about I actually have like a full bookmark of reading that I need to catch up on. Like there is this article that keeps coming through with the headline, I invented the internet. Here's how we can save it or fix it or something. Um it's like at the top of my bookmarks of things that I need to read. I'm trying to figure out how to like put it together kind of in layman's terms to explain to people. It's like, uh, and I'm not just saying this because it's like my job to do this, to, you know, distill down all of these uh, incredibly uh, intricate things um, to kind of, to everybody else. It's just, you know, I learned through having conversations with people about first the marketing thing, like how, marketing online marketing happens and like why you should care if your data is uh being you know sold to third parties yeah trying to explain to people like why it's important that there is um a little more uh i'm trying i'm trying <laughs> to think of I'm saying oh, a lot because my brain is a thesaurus right now that's just looking through but i'm i'm uh the internet is is a social thread that weaves through all of our lives now. So there needs to be a little more uniformity to it, I think. I think it was fine to be as chaotic as it used to be back in the day because it wasn't as impactful. I mean, it was certainly it certainly impacted humanity to what it like brought us, but yeah. now that it's like done its impact, like what is the aftermath of that and so we have to definitely look at that um and even though like google has a stake in the game right skin in the game (laughs) (laughs) uh even though big companies are doing this to kind of like a safe face in some cases i'm looking at you facebook uh (laughs) or you know just because it it benefits them in some way overall it's it's kind of good to know that this is um part of a more this is a popular conversation that's happening so yeah again 2020 is going to be an interesting year i think for tech i think a lot of stuff started to bubble um and you know i i am of the belief that uh after the 2016 election a lot of things just really (laughs) came to a head here in the u.s so uh if anybody any of our international folks by the way Listening in, have anything to weigh in on this just based on what has happened locally to them? We would love to hear from you on Twitter at Material Podcast, or you can tag Andy and I. I mow that flow. Andy is a not co, just smell his last name. Um, you know, we 
We like to hear your perspectives on how your government is handling internet freedom. <laughs> yeah, we have to, it's, it's, and again, this is another one of those wonderful topics we go on for another hour about, but yeah. it's, uh, there's, as I, as I keep reminding myself, we, uh, in America, at least the United States, we owe a lot to um, the people who founded this country in that we simply understand that there is no state-sanctioned religion. We simply mm-hmm. understand that the government can't simply say that we you need to have a license to print a newspaper. You need to have a permit in order to make a public opinion. Uh, even the idea of uh, it is not re- – that – individuals have a some kind of a right to have weaponry of their own these are all basic decisions that they made that is not they that, that aren't present in all comp, in all countries and there are good things about each of these and bad things about these companies uh, countries but the fact that they we, these were at least defined as important principles that you cannot these are third rails you cannot simply throw these things away uh, we could, again, we could have gone on without these things, but we do have them. And this is one of those things that we have a responsibility to future generations to make sure that each generation that's being raised up understands that, for instance, uh, having secrets from the government is something that is simply our right. Mm-hmm. That being able to, if uh, two or 300 years ago, the idea of we should have a right to have a gun because we need to defend our property uh, not only from bad people who want to hurt us, but in case the government wants to say, you know, this freedom and democracy thing was a good experiment, but it's not working out for us. We would much rather be king for for life. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the opportunity to make the same sort of statement about encryption, saying that we don't – I don't care about we, – we are willing to accept that um, – allowing each individual to encrypt their data and maintain secrets from our government uh, is going to make it easier for bad people to do bad things to good people. However, we think that the basic principle is so important that you have to we have to assume that this is a basic right. And if you want to uh, wear that right down, you have to ask for specific exemption and then we have to discuss and vote on it. So again, so I have heard some think pieces about saying, "Oh God, another oh great, not another feel good." Let's all sing acoustic guitar folk songs around the around the giving tree about this. But again, we have to talk, 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 talk. This is part of the culture, and it's not going to become a principle unless we all discuss it. And and to mm-hmm. your point, exactly right. I, I'm I think that one of the things that made the technology flourish the way that it has is that I don't think that it's a good idea to proactively regulate against a problem that doesn't exist, that you really do have to wait to see what the shape of a problem is before you can decide what the right solution to it is. Yeah. Uh, so this is so now, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. This is going to be uh, we're, we're now in a period where uh, we can see enough of the landscape in front of us that we can see mm-hmm. where the potholes are and we can see where the open garbage fires are. And <laughs> we know that we we want to solve this problem, this problem, and this problem. So now it's time to start regulating. Uh, we're not going to – whereas 100 years ago, it was okay to simply say uh, say to an industry, hire whomever, whomever you want to work at your meat plant, sell meat in any state you want, uh, stat, in any state of, state of decay or freshness you want. Uh, and don't even have to track where it came from. Then we said, okay, there are children who are working in slaughterhouses, and there are a lot of people who are getting killed because of tainted meat and corrupted meat. So now we know we're, we know Sorry, we I need to fix that, this. No, you know. exactly. But you know, now we know to fix this, this, and this. So, oi, 
Uh, Oi, indeed. Yes. Now we're going to go with a. Com- we're going to do a commercial now because the rest of the show is yeah. a complete clean slate of, of yep. nothing but happy, happy, yep. joy, joy. This episode of Material is brought to you by Kensington, the people who make universal docking stations that are designed to increase productivity. You can get access to more ports and make your sleek MacBook, Chromebook, or other laptop just as powerful as a desktop. It's plug and play with no drivers, so you can enjoy up to dual 4K displays with HDMI and DisplayLink video connectors, plus USB 3.0, USB-C, and Thunderbolt 3 with power delivery available. The Kensington engineering team has three decades of experience in high-volume manufacturing of hardware IT products, plus rigorous test cycles and quality control, meaning all their products are tested above industry standards. If you're an IT decision maker looking to find the right docking solutions for your organization, check Kensington's Pro Concierge program and test drive a docking solution today. Visit kensington.com slash material right now to check out Kensington. That's kensington.com slash material to learn more. Our thanks to Kensington for their support of the show and all of Relay FM. Now we have la, a- la 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 la. Sorry. Yes, no, 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 no. Absolutely. Sing. <laughs> Do not do not hide your light and light un, un, underneath a bushel flow. Well, listen, I was just trying to like bring us back in from that commercial with a little. Well, spe- oh, well speaking of okay, well speaking of like how technology encroaches, I still mm-hmm. haven't figured out whether I need whether uh, I absolutely have to see a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving and a Charlie Brown Christmas. However, I don't know whether I need to uh, whether I would rather wait for its regular airtime. And make that a special mm-hmm. event and a special night, or the fact that I have like ripped Blu-rays of both of them <laughs> onto my home server and schedule I think the an airtime. Is- the airtime you want to do it live yeah. and with everybody else. I mean, this is why I pay for live TV. Yeah, and like in you know, my husband makes fun of me like, why do we need live TV? And I'm like, because it makes me feel a part of something. Okay, because right? when we were cavemen <laughs> and cave women, we gathered around a campfire and and. <laughs> And it's yes, true. and yes, the the, the the mass media is a garbage fire, but it's also the the caveman cave person campfire that it's see it's it's lovely mm. when I just simply not for anybody's pleasure but my own start live tweeting a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, and now there are like a hundred people who are like, oh, I'm watching it too. Oh, that's, that's on now. Oh, great, I'm watching. I'm watching it now. So yeah, so there's 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 things that unite us, and again, having popcorn and pretzel rods and jelly beans for, for oh, Thanksgiving. Oh, that sounds great. I need to go get some tomorrow, actually, because you know we're gonna we're gonna be catching up on Watchmen this week as soon as the was, holiday is over. Yeah. So need to have the snacks in. Yep, yep. I I made I made the sti- the mistake of watching The Crown two days ago. <laughs> And and I, I I had it I had it flagged. I said, now don't watch episode one, even though Netflix keeps asking you to, because you know that as soon as you watch episode one, you're de- you you're de- you're dead for nine hours. That's going to yeah. be great, and you're going to enjoy it. But you're going to be and like, Olivia, what's her face is in this season, right? So yeah. it's like uh, anyway. anyway. So so I'll, anyway. I'll, have to find, I'll find something else to like like because I'm not into football. I'll watch something else on Thursday. Anyway, mm-hmm. but yeah, so let's 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 move on. A couple of uh, a couple of quick hits and some Black Friday, like let's be consumers sort of things. Yes. Um. So uh, Stadia Gates. So if you've been thinking about uh, signing up for Stadia, nope. and of course it exactly. <laughs> Sorry. It uh, it hit wide rollout a couple of weeks ago. Reviews have been mixed. Um. I'm not going to get into that because as a gamer, I'm really not qualified to talk about it. However, um. 
Nine to Five Google and others have been pointing out. Actually, most of the reviewers have been pointing out that uh, Google promised 4K 60 frame per second streaming if you have good enough internet. And they're, of course, well, golly, they're journalists, so they're going to test those sort of things. And they're finding out uh, The Verge, for instance, they spoke to Bungie, the developers of Destiny mm-hmm. 2, which is one of their uh, one of the, the, the keynote uh, games of this release. Uh, and uh, Bungie confirmed that Stadia's version of the game isn't the same 4K version as on other platforms. I'm quoting here, rather, Destiny 2 on Stadia renders at 1080p and is upscaled to improve the quality. So Destiny 2 currently never plays in 4K on Stadia. Uh, Eurogamer confirmed uh, that uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 streams at 14. 40k and is also upscaled by the Chromecast Ultra. Google uh, replied to 95 Google saying that uh, de- quote developers making Stadia games work hard to deliver the best streaming experience for every game like you see on all platforms. This includes a variety of techniques to achieve the best overall quality. We give developers the freedom of how to achieve the best image quality and frame rate on Stadia and we are impressed with what they have been able to achieve for day 1. So it sounds as though I don't uh, I, I don't think that any hoodwinkery is going on. I think that the no. developers are simply saying here's here is the best. 4K is not necessarily the best experience. Sometimes it's not even really perceptible. And they're saying here is what the, here is the hardware and the delivery platform that we have. Here is the best experience we can deliver. However, I think Google definitely should not have underscored. Oh, we're doing 4K 60 frames per second. It's all going to be 4K 60 frames per second. They should they should have made it really clear that. If the if this were a hardware box, then you would look at the hardware chips that are creating accelerated video and say, oh, wow, this is capable of 4K at 60 frames per second. That doesn't mean that all your games will stream that way. But unfortunately, they, they press that pretty hard. Yeah. Plus, I mean, there's PC, there's PC, con- oh, PC consoles, <laughs> there's PC rigs, there's graphic cards that, yeah. you know, say they can do 4k there's gaming laptops that say they can do 4k but like most of the time people are not really pumping them all the way up to that high resolution and so for google to kind of to add it as a as a marketing ploy is just kind of really man yeah but i get it i get that they did it to kind of entice people toward it and say like look you don't have to have all of this fancy hardware in your home to get this kind of uh quality gaming but it's not any less quality if it's not 4K. And um, regardless, I'm not, you know, I made a, I made a sound at the beginning of this and I, <laughs> I have a PC, I have a Nintendo Switch. I don't really, this doesn't really fit in my Venn diagram of anything that I need. Yeah. So it's going to take a lot more for me to kind of find Stadia enticing. Um, yeah. It's- and, and everybody keeps asking me like, what is the point? Who is this for? And I'm like, you know? Yeah, it's a little bit mysterious to me because I I would imagine that it's kind of targeted at someone like me who um it's uh, I'm uh, I was surprised a few years ago to discover exactly how many people in the gaming community are people who don't actually play the games, they just watch the streams. Uh, and I'm certainly in that category. I've uh, when Red Dead Redemption came out. for though. Excuse me. That's what Twitch is for. Right, right. Uh, but yeah. no, I, I I watch stuff on YouTube. Like when I found out about this, just how beautiful like mm-hmm. the design of Red Dead Redemption 2. And then when there's videos saying, oh, there's a ghost somewhere in the swamp. And we don't know what the story is. And you're like, wow, that's kind of, oh, that's incredibly creepy. That's incredible. Now I'm watching uh, NBA 2K20. Uh, there's this person who is – I I I don't have the, the, the user account name. But there is essentially – posting videos as though we are actually watching uh, a mm-hmm. 
new and new uh, newly uh, drafted uh, mm-hmm. forward for the uh, uh, from the Milwaukee Bucks uh, from the Philippines. And number one, I'm just enjoying the animation just as a mm-hmm. geek saying, oh, my God, it's like if I there's very few tells that this is own. and then you're kind of getting interested like, wow, I've never I've I, it's it's actually hooking into like my regular sports watching story receiving thing like wow I, I don't think i've ever seen uh i, I don't think i've ever uh, i've ever seen so, uh, an, someone in the nba who's from the philippines that's really i'm gonna what's this guy's name number 12 okay i'm gonna follow his career nope andy he's not a real player he's just a, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so so i would think that stadia is aimed at someone like me who might if i could if i could start playing red dead redemption for 60 dollars, just buying the game without having to buy uh, an entire platform to go with it, not knowing if I'm going to want to do anything after this game, that could be interesting. And maybe I wouldn't even mm-hmm. care that as long as it's uh, an impressive uh, frame rate and it's an impressive cinema- cinematic experience. I think that it was important to make sure that the the people who are going to be initially writing about it, however, aren't going to be people like me, casual gamers. It's going to be journalists who are specialized in the game space who are going to say, well, here's a, here's how badly streaming game platforms have been in the past. And they drop frames and you can't do competitive mode. So they needed to make sure that they were uh, that Google was really saying. Here's what the platform is capable of early, early on. So I, I now I, I uh, <laughs> to all that point of hey, this is maybe intended for me. I'm still having a hard time justifying sixty dollars to spend on a game. Not that and and I, I go I get into my usual like middle aged persons like I have sixty dollars to spend, but for sixty dollars I could here are all the things that I could buy that would maybe give me more than two weeks worth of entertainment. Uh, so, uh, look, look, uh, maybe next year when we have more titles built in, cause I, I could have certainly seen if the only way to play cuphead was to either buy a $300 game console mm-hmm. or buy it for $40, uh, and buy it while well, I already have a controller. So, uh, and do mm-hmm. it on stadia. I love those videos so much that yes, I was, <laughs> I was going to be willing to pay that to try it on, uh, on stadia. Um, now I have something here that I just pasted in because. I'll be honest, it's been on and off the show notes several times over the past couple of days. I don't oh, know. the ambient mode. Yeah, because I read a little bit more about it. I, I, dear listeners, we I was we were literally talking about this 10 minutes before, and I said exactly what I just said to you. So, well, I just, uh, there's this other story, but I don't think we should do it because it's very, very vague. And then I read another something else. So let, let's just tell you what the story is. Uh, ambient mode is something that Google showed off a couple months ago in September. The idea is to, if you have uh, an Android device, you have your phone, and it's plugged into power, it will turn these, it won't uh, turn off the screen. It will turn into, into an ambient display, uh, and Google keeps talking about uh, makes interesting comments about how it can be a new mode of computing. They uh, mm-hmm. Google released a video, and this is what kind of triggered things off this week. Uh, this is the only comment that Google has made about this so far about this new ambient uh, ambient mode setting. Again, no blog posts, no nothing like that. Just this video. Uh, Google Assistant Product Manager Arvin uh, Chanandrababu says that the new screen is about, quote, moving from an app-based way of doing things to an intent-based way of doing things. Right now, users can do most things with their smartphone, but it requires quite a bit of mental bandwidth to figure out, hey, I need to accomplish this task. Let me backtrack and figure out what all the steps are I need to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's an interesting idea that uh, you will have, as your phone is on its wireless charger or whatever, it's telling you, by the way, there's been a 
or there's another delay on the red line, so it's going to take an extra half hour to get where you need to go to your appointment that's in that's in four hours. That would be pretty cool. Uh, things that being proactive about notifications, telling you things that you probably need to know before you ask for it. Um, the weird thing, though, is that uh, on the one hand, uh, articles say that ambient mode will be rolling out to the majority of users starting next week. Uh, across the following Android devices, including the Sony Xperia phones, Nokia phones, mm-hmm. Transient phones, Xiaomi phones, as well as the Lenovo SmartTab M8 HD and Lenovo Yoga, Yoga SmartTab when you pop, pop out its handy kickstand. I think that is coming to us via Ars Technica. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what I'm quoting from. Um, but it's not mentioning like actual like Pixel phones, which is weird. Uh, and it's also not specifying – all specifies is that uh, the phones need to be – excuse me, devices need to be running Android 8.1 or newer. So it's not as though you need to have the latest uh, Android 10 or any specific hardware. Uh, the latest version of the Google Search app. So it looks like when you get it, it will be via an update to Google Search through the Play Store. Um, ours says that if you have one of these rare devices, you can enable the feature by opening the Google search app, tapping on more and then settings and then Google assistant, then the assistant tab, then scroll down to phone under assistant devices, then scroll down and find the ambient mode checkbox. How could it possibly be any easier? Mm-hmm. So like I said, isn't, isn't that weird? Cause it seems like a really useful feature, but it's almost like we're not going to tell you who's going to get it. We're not going to tell you what phones are going to get it. And we're not going to make it easy for you to turn on. You're certainly not going to discover it on your own. So it seems like something that just sort of snuck out in the couple of days before Thanksgiving when no one's looking, as opposed to here's something we were working on and we think is really important. Maybe there's a reason for that. <laughs> Maybe they want the Xperia people to get screwed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't. I mean, the exper- mentioning of Xperia is like the first Besides the Charlie Charlie's Angels movies, the, the movie that I saw a couple of weeks ago, which by the way had like Sony products everywhere, which I'm like, what Sony? Uh, haven't really heard much about Sony. So, I maybe it's a battery thing. Hmm. Well, no, maybe it's a battery thing, or maybe I don't know. It only works when plugged in. Oh, right. Hmm. And I'd also be concerned about screen burn in, but I don't know if it's. Uh... I, like I said, we'll, we'll I, ruminate. I, I'm not. We'll. We'll. I'm. We'll. I just want to. We'll just put this on your radar, dear listeners. Uh-huh, uh huh. Exactly. Don't know. Maybe we'll follow up if this turns out to be an actual thing and not just. Maybe, maybe they're just doing like meme research, saying if we just mm-hmm. release a video, how much play will we get, and who will, how many people will hear about this? Exactly. Um. But uh. So let, let, let's wind up though by talking about uh, crass consumerism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are. <laughs> we are in uh, the. Now, Black Friday, which starts uh, a week before, <laughs> no, two weeks before, maybe uh, the day of Thanksgiving. Uh, we do have a, uh, last week we talked about uh, how the Google Store made put up some teasers about some deals they were having. One of which was super mysterious. They were saying that uh, a like a six hundred seven hundred dollar discount on uh, Google on Pixel Book uh, Pixel Slate uh, computers. And and the discounted from one thousand fifty seven dollars and ninety nine cents, which had me just saying, "I let's let's get out the old calculator." Such a specific number, right? What what could it possibly be? Uh, And so it turns. So the solution is that it isn't. We we speculated it could be a bundle, and it was indeed a bundle. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the the specifically. thousand fifty seven dollar value down to four hundred fifty dollars is for the base level pixel slate that's currently on the price list so you get the 
the eight gig, uh, eight gigabyte of uh, memory. I think the sixty-four gigabyte of storage, uh, 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 in, uh, Intel uh, M processor. Uh, but you also get a uh, a Google Pixel Pen with all mm-hmm. the uh, pressure support, and that's and your choice of either the Slate keyboard or that really cool like mechanical one that turns it into sort of a laptopy sort of thing. And at four hundred fifty dollars for that kind of a package, that's not bad. That kind of uh, I think I thought that that. Uh, I, I the thing I have to be very aware of during Black Friday is that there's the lizard part of my brain that simply says mm-hmm. that's actually a pretty Ooh, good th- deal. I should buy that exactly. Yes. And I have four hundred. I have three hundred. Excuse me. I have four hundred fifty dollars, and I know I have a Google yeah, Pixel book, right? but I could use. <laughs> but no, like Andy, no, no, you can't. <laughs> so, but it's still if someone who's sort of in the market, that's worth considering because that's not a that's not a crummy crummy version of the slate. Uh, I think that if you're spending more than three or four hundred dollars for a Pixel Book, you kind of want an i5 or, or an i7 to get the most bang for your buck. Even though you're not, even if you're not running Linux apps, uh, the fact that you're running a browser with lots, of, probably with lots and lots of tabs, you will have a much happier experience if you have lots of application memory and a good, powerful processor. But that's not bad. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Uh, it's going to be. I don't know. It's going to be hard for me not to spend money on stuff that I don't need. Exactly. Just because I'm going to be like, oh, that sounds like a great deal. But like, listen, I stocking stuffers add up. <laughs> and I can't offer very much this year because I just bought a new house. Yeah. So stocking stuffers are what you're all getting. And there's so many of you. So buckle up, kids, yeah. <laughs> because it's stickers and pins for everyone this year. That's all That's all we got. Uh, and also, I need to buy new, new door sensors for my Nest Secure, which is just like, why are they $40 a piece? But anyway. Popsicle stick kitties for a Montflow. Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, Etsy. <laughs> I, no, no, no. Made from your own, your own hands. Sure. Oh, that's right. And it's funny you say that because I have popsicles in the freezer, which Ooh. means free sticks. Extra thick. And I have all the glue I need already. <laughs> so. And, you know, if, if budget is that tight, I still have like a whole bunch of googly eyes, stick on googly eyes left over. From there was a exactly I got I, I uh, like back in like October or September um, like I left the house at eight for a meeting mm-hmm. in the city didn't come back until nine in the in the evening and in the interim again I'm in a very touristy mm-hmm. Times Square sort of place as New England fishing villages go and so like there had been like uh, harvests like bundles of like corn and stuff like tied every every to every uh, every lamppost. And the 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 evil or the 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 Dennis the Menace part of my brain said, mm, I think okay. somebody should like you know what Google stick on googly eyes are really really cheap. Somebody should in the middle of the night stick googly eyes on almost all of those dried corn stalks, and people wouldn't notice until they noticed that. And by, so if you need googly eyes, I still have like at least a hundred sets of googly eyes left. I over. honestly, I have a bunch. Okay, well there you go. Well, so because just, I, I am a crafter, so I am, I, then I will support you in spirit, if not in googly eyes. Um, Thank you. But yeah, see, I, I'm with you. The 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 only so I didn't buy. I didn't come even close to buying that. I came okay closer to buying. Obviously the worst chrome what has to be the worst chromebook ever made i think oh yeah it's been going around like if, and and this is we got to warn people about this yeah. andy because black friday is full of we're trying to get rid of crap that we don't want in our right. inventory anymore 
And so, sometimes, I mean, sometimes it's here's, here's it a model that's two years old, or here's the revision A before we fix the problem with revision B. And, and I feel, and yeah, I take back crap, but I'm just well, trying to say also it's, it is old. Right. Or, or or sometimes it's like when a company like a company like Samsung, they are a manufacturing powerhouse. They have the ability to just mm-hmm. we don't want to. It's it's for, it's four thirty on a Thursday, and we kind of want to take a long weekend. So rather than decide <laughs> how much RAM and storage to put into this model of Chromebook, we'll simply like Christmas tree the entire chart. And we will put we will have we will have part yeah. of the manufacturing run be two gigabytes of RAM and thirty two gigabytes of storage yeah. with like the weakest processor that still uses metal as opposed to vacuum tubes. And this was so I think it was Best Buy that was selling the Samsung with exactly those specs for eighty nine dollars down mm-hmm. from like one hundred and fifty hundred and sixty, mm-hmm. and that was cheap enough that as a freelance journalist I'm thinking. I kind of want to see how bad I, if, how bad a Chromebook can possibly be, and I think this would be definitively how bad a Chromebook could be. Mm-hmm. And I will write about it, and I will either get paid for it, or it'll be content that people will enjoy reading and well worth eighty nine dollars out the window. I still, I can't, I can't imagine it's been sold out. So I probably will still have a few days to think about that. Um, on the other side of the, uh, on the other, on the other side of the fence. Some, something that's actually pretty good. I think it was another Best Buy deal. Uh, Hewlett Packard, mm. the uh, HB Chromebook X360, mm. uh, down to three hundred forty nine bucks. That's a two hundred fifty dollar discount at Best Buy. That's the model fourteen dash DA zero zero eleven DX core uh, i three dual core CPU, but it's still in the uh, in the core line. So at the bottom, it's still good. Eight gigs of RAM, which is what you want. 1080p screen, which is the minimum you want. 64 gigs of uh, storage, which is again the minimum what you want. Mm-hmm. Backlit keyboard, which you wouldn't expect to get uh, at a lower price. Uh, 360 degree hinge, so it gets that cool yoga stuff. Mm-hmm. USB C, uh, USB A headphone, and a micro SD slot. Not bad, and promising 14 hours of battery life. So I'll cut that in half just in case. So seven hours. That's pretty good. That's uh, that's. Uh, three hundred forty nine, I think, is the starting price for um, uh, if you're buying your own Chromebook, you're not having one issued to you by your establishment, uh, and you want to be able to do actual stuff with it. That's or your the, elementary school, exactly. Sorry, just, uh, and also an establishment, really. Yes. If you think about it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but but yeah, no. If I if uh, I'm uh, I'm still following mm-hmm. the uh, the Apple horrible keyboard <laughs> MacBook situation closely. The new keyboard for the new 16-inch MacBook looks looks mm-hmm. better, uh, but it did attract my attention because um, I was I did get me the whole thing did get me thinking about well what if we I, I, I've always had a really this, uh, my my central computer has always been a super super powerful MacBook mm-hmm. Pro what if I shifted to having a super powerful desktop Mac and then I was free to buy whatever laptop I wanted whether it's Windows Chrome whatever. And part of the solution was it's 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 not about being uh, cheap. It's about being thrifty. That if I have a two thousand, uh, usually I'll spend about two thousand twenty two hundred dollars on a new mm-hmm. MacBook every two or three years. But if I have that kind of a budget, how would I distribute that twenty two hundred dollars to solve the same problem? Where it's twenty twenty, and I need. Uh, a power. I need the ability to do Photoshop and some video editing, uh, but I also need a good thing to write on. And one of the solutions might have been, well, even that way I could get like a really almost uh, a, a close to being maxed out Mac Mini. Plus, if I could get a, four, a good deal on a, uh, on a Chromebook like that, that would be certainly a possibility. So definitely worth taking a look at. But like, like you said, Flo, it's the, the where they get you is 
the same like Las Vegas, so just keep them in front of the slot machine, turn off their brains, just keep them putting money in and pulling the handle. Uh, and so I have, uh, I, why I personally love Vegas, by the way, yeah. <laughs> so, you know what, there's a, there's a reason why that circuitry is still hooked up in our brains because it's still fun to be, there's it's a still reason fun you to will get the see nut. me there. <laughs> anyway, <Yeah. laughs> we'll talk about that in another, <laughs> but yeah, so it's, it's, you, you can make, you can make a good, uh, a good book on, uh, uh, on black Friday deals, but that's why it's a good idea when you're. Maybe even, maybe even like if you if you go to if you go to church while you're in while you're at mass and the homily mm-hmm. is going on a little bit too mm-hmm. long, just make notes on here's things that I actually need. Where like my my sous vide cooker kind of like pack it's kind of unreliable, so I'm kind of and there's usually good deals on sous vide cookers. I always need more storage. There's a great deal on a, a half terabyte uh, Samsung Evo, which is the good like SSD. So I bought one of those. Uh, because it's always, mm-hmm. it's always for me. It's always a good idea to have one of those in the box in the closet. Oh, you just reminded me. I need to like buy RAM. Right, see? exactly. Another thing I can buy for Black right. Friday. SD SD RAM. cards exactly. Mm-hmm. But see, my my problem is when wow, a high a a, a protective mask for highlight players. That, oh, it's only twenty eight dollars. Wow, I had no idea that a mask with face mask that could protect you against highlight would only cost. Yeah, oh, it says it's only going to be eight minutes, uh, another eight minutes, and it's ninety percent sold out. You know, I can return it if I don't want it. Uh, yeah, that's 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 where you have the hangover of like UPS giving you the the steamy eyeball saying, "Here's another freaking box for you, you stupid American <laughs> rat rat brain type consumer." Hey, we're all just doing our best exactly. by avoiding bad Black Friday deals. <laughs> Uh, well, if any of you out there make some bad purchases, please let us know because we would love to call you out. On we will. We will episode. share each other's pain. <laughs> exactly. We are, we are all human. Precisely. That is our, that is our burden in life. Precisely. So I think that'll that'll do it for for this week. Yeah, uh, I think so. So hope uh, I like to I like to imagine people like uh, in the car ride or the or the plane ride mm-hmm. uh, listening to us. Hopefully. Thank you. Uh, a lot cuz thank you. There's there there are there are a lot of a lot of podcasters that I kind of have that sort of I've never met them, I don't know them, but it's like okay, I'm I'm listening to Andy and John. I'm with my friends. It's mm-hmm. going to be really really tense because at first I, we're going at the first thing is like the huge family thing with people I haven't seen for a couple of years including probably that cousin who doesn't still doesn't think that I actually have a job and that I I, I grift for a living. But hey, I'm listening to Andy and John. Andy and John are going to help me. They're nice. <laughs> exactly. But, so anything you'd like to t- mention or, or plug before we get into our cars and start uh, uh, brining yeah. the turkey? Well, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to Whole Foods on Thursday to pick up my Thanksgiving meal. <laughs> yeah. uh, but until I do that, you can find me at Um, And I'm working on banking some episodes for Honestly Tech. So HonestlyTechPod.com that will be back after the Thanksgiving holiday you have some new episodes to look forward to. Um, I'm, I'm excited slash scared slash daunted, but also excited because this has been a fun creative endeavor for me. And I'm looking forward to getting back to it uh, in addition to starting my holiday crafting, which I will be Twitch streaming. So stay tuned to that. Right. I love I love holiday crafts. I'm not and I I hope I don't have to Oh you'll cr- love you'll love this one, Andy. Yes. It's I'm um I'm transforming a bunch of uh just like regular Android figurines into a whole like holiday set. And I and I already have a Santa that I made like four years ago. 
So I'm just improving and adding to that. So I decided this would be the year I'd get back into that. Yes. So. <laughs> uh, yes. The, the, the other night, last year, the first year I went to, there's a uh, church. There are two churches like just down the street. Again, this is like a, a 300 year old fishing village, mm-hmm. coastal fishing village. So, People coming in from the sea, they first thing they want to hit is a, is a church to, to say, okay, about that deal I made three days ago in the in the harbor. Uh, yep. So, <laughs> so, so, but last year I decided that I'm going to definitely hit every single church bazaar I can, uh, and I talked to a lot. I had a lot of I had a lot of I, I'm looking forward to that next week. It's not mm-hmm. I think it's this weekend or next weekend. Uh, two of them are happening. Um, as for me, as usual, uh, hit me on Instagram or Twitter at anatko i h n a t k o. I still promise that my blog will be up at some point. Uh, so you can see my ongoing failure to get that up and running again at anotgo.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm uh, off. Uh, we're not doing uh, NPR this Friday, but I will be on next Thursday at WGBH Yay. in Boston. So you can uh, live stream that at WGBHnews.org. Um, but before we let you go, I just want to, uh, again, this is we are familiar faces to a lot of you. And so sometimes it helps to hear this from a familiar voice Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that some of us have really great relationships with our families and they're very, very mutually nourishing. Some of us don't. Don't feel as though you are obligated to do something that will ruin you mentally for a certain time because you feel obligated to do it. Always make the best choice for yourself. Uh, just because all the commercials have people gathering around a candlelit table doesn't mean that you're a loser for deciding to stay home and just enjoy the parade uh, and or just binge watch uh, the the Mandalorian or something. The great thing about being an adult is that if you want to fill up your entire bathroom with uh, colored plastic balls from a ball pit, you get to do that. Uh, and that also means that you get to spend the holidays in whichever way is most nourishing exactly. to yourself. Uh, and the other thing to remember is that we have family that we are issued at birth by genetics. Mm-hmm. And then part of the glory of getting out into the world is that we acquire family members on our own, people that for whatever blessed reason, you just recognized a shared mental DNA, a shared mental genetic code that says that when I'm with this person or when I'm with this group of people, I'm with family, I'm in a safe place and I'm home. Uh, so don't feel as though you ha- when you if you want to be with family you don't want to be alone. Family has a wonderful uh, broad definition, and this is a good absolutely. Yeah, this is this is not you, you don't uh, don't volunteer for stress and pain that uh, you don't have to you don't have to do. You'll often find that whatever it was you were fearing in order to make a decision that you wanted to make for yourself is not as was not nearly as bad as the reality. So. Just wanted to say that we're sending our love out to you. Uh, we uh, we do thank you uh, for for listening to us uh, each and every week. We know that uh, this is an this is not a ten hour quick a ten minute quick hit uh, blitz podcast. You're in no. it for an hour and thirty two minutes every single week, uh, and the fact that you're listening to this means that uh, there is some of that shared emotional uh, genetic DNA between us. Uh, mm-hmm. And we don't take that for granted, and we're very, very appreciative. So if we're thankful for anything within the context of the show, we're thankful for all of you folks. We're so thankful for all of you, and we hope that you all have a wonderful holiday, however you're spending it. And if you do manage to fit your entire bathroom full of balls, I would like to know where you got the balls from. Twitch that. Uh, let me know. <laughs> yeah. There's got, let me know how much you paid. There's a Black Friday sale for uh, <laughs> And if there is a Black Friday sale, because I may want to jump on that. 
I'm gi- I'm giving you special dispensation. You don't have to think about it. If there's a if there's a good deal that's that you could fill any room or closet exactly. or pantry. The tip is saran Go wrap the front of it and leave Go for it. very top. Because- <laughs> and then just dive in. Woo. Not even if you have kids, not even if you have an audience, just because just do it. you've always wanted to do it. And- you don't have to worry about what's what's at the bottom. Just remember to close the <laughs> exactly. toilet lid. So happy Thanksgiving <laughs> Thank to everybody, you, whether you're American, Canadian, or elsewhere. If you're elsewhere, hopefully, hopefully the spirit of Thanksgiving, of being mm-hmm. grateful for that which you have to be grateful for, is in your hearts and in your minds on this day. Hope to thanks for listening to us this time. Hope you listen to us again next week. Until then, have a wonderful seven days, everybody. Bye. Gobble gobble. <laughs>